the theme song to Like Trees Walking, the theme to Like Trees Walking. Hey everyone, uh, Michael J. Nelson, and this is Like Trees Walking. Pastor David Berge is here as well. Hello, Pastor. Hey, Mike. Explain this show to us, if you would be so kind. My pleasure. So this is a podcast where we talk about the big questions of uh, existence, um, the, those existentially meaningful questions, uh, faith, theology, philosophy, uh, morality, uh, teleology, uh, eschatology. We got all the, the ologies in there, and uh, we, we, we do so from a, uh, an unabashedly Christian perspective. Uh, we welcome all comers to eavesdrop on these conversations that we hope um, uh, inform, uh, entertain, delight, um, aggravate, we don't know, you know. Scintillate, all the lates. Yeah, we got the allergies and the lates covered <laughs> yes. on this bad boy. And I'm proud to, well, proud to announce and sad to announce a couple things. One, we, I got an email uh, in the beginning of 2021 stating that we were on the charts. Chartable told me we were the 100 and I think 97th ranked Christian podcast in Thailand. Um, And I was very excited about that, shared with the people on our social media feed that people were very supportive. And then the following week, got an email telling us that we were out of the uh, the charts. We dropped out of the charts? (laughs) Yes. What do you think was uh, lighting up the charts? Why were we rising like a bullet up the charts in Thailand and then... Suddenly sinking like a stone. I don't. I don't know because like we had not released an, an episode for a couple weeks at that point in time. But maybe people were so you know tuned into. I can't. What was our last episode I about? Don't I don't even remember. I don't know. It's, it's very been, sad. It's been a long time. Uh, One of it was maybe it was conspiracy theories. We did the conspiracy theory. Oh, okay. Well, that could be. There may be some conspiracy. We better come up with off. a conspiracy theory about why that could be. Who's taking us down out there? There's a secret cabal of people who take us off the charts in Thailand. Exactly. They we because we know too much. We That's were, right. We were pulling back the veil. So here we are, like trees walking. This is our this is our podcast. Yeah, and uh, you know normally we we drill down on a topic for a little bit. We don't tax the uh, subject. We don't we don't do it as long as some like bad book podcasts who just go on and on about things that don't matter in the least. No, we hit the high points and then we're out. That's right. And then we may do a little quiz or something to put one or the other of us on the spot to provide a little, a light, a lighthearted touch, citrus refreshing uh, ending to the show. And then we're out of here. And so today is no different than that. And uh, I brought a topic to you. You did. Because um, I don't know if you've noticed this. And, and I think I came up with this phrase, this last year was a dumpster fire, am I right? <laughs> yeah, like, you, I should, you I, are correct. I, I did copyright that phrase. You are correct, dumpster trademark. fire. Trademark. And you know, 2021, so far, <laughs> not not a appreciable improvement. I Here's my thought about that, is the, it's the fallacy of the, um, you know, the flipped coin. I flipped a coin and 14 times in a row it hit heads. What are the odds that I'll hit tails this time? It has to be high. No, the odds are 50, 50. And what are the odds? People just kept, first of all, arbitrary, the end of a year. Yes, as Neil, as Neil deGrasse Tyson oh God, is want he, to. Yeah. He didn't do that this oh, okay. year. But that's his normal. His shtick. Yeah, yeah. That's his gag. But uh, yes, of course it's arbitrary. 
Uh, but I that was that be quickly solidified into a you know that's the internet think is like well this one has to be better no it there's it can no, always get worse that's no a family thing yeah that we have it can always get worse we used to do uh, when I worked on a television show where many many things can go wrong it was a a sarcastic saying of ours to try something very highly risky and say what could possibly go wrong and that's what I think going into twenty twenty one hey what could possibly go wrong. But here we are. So many things, Mike, have been uh, suboptimal, as, as, yes. as, as they say. Uh, not the best, not awesome. There have been snafus. Oh. Situations normal, all, all blankety blanketed up. up. That's yes. right. Uh, and Fubar. S- yes. And so what does, yes, fouled up beyond all recognition. <laughs> exactly. We have any more dirty... Uh, <laughs> Acronyms turned into like. normal ones. <laughs> no, I can't think of any more. Uh, so, what then? What then shall we do? I mean, you see a lot of. I, I think you're supposed to hop on one of those apps and meditate or something. Calm, but get your calm app. Get your mindfulness. Yeah, you know, sure, which is that's fine. But we're we're Christians, so I don't. No, I don't calm down at all. No, no. But yeah, like, what do we have besides basically? What do we do? Yeah, what can we do? And uh, well, I, I just thought of. I thought of uh, an an old chestnut, a classic. All right, Mike, you brought so this is your you brought this topic to me. So I want you to, I want you to bring this to the people. I thought it was very okay. the, the email you sent. Uh, yeah, it was a rich ta- tapestry. Yeah, well, well, my wife Bridget and I we're having a sort of rough day. You know, as everybody has. You oh go yeah. through, you meet people. What's the song? Where is the magic when you need it the most? What is that? Oh, you had, had a, a bad, bad day. day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we had we had a bad year, oh, whatever. Yeah. It's been a rough one. And so I just I I counseled her as we are told to do by the apostle Paul himself in a letter to the Philippians. Which I don't know. Do you? Do you? Could you, off the top of your head, give us any background? I love the letter of Philippians because it's so personal. Right. There's names are named, like people are called out individually. Hey, you two. So this is a church. Paul has stop fighting. He has. If I were to what summarize it or or give the highlights. Yeah. What's yeah? Give give us something about the church of uh, Paul. Philippi. 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 Yes. Yes. So Paul had a you know um, just off the top of my head. He had a very warm relationship with his church. This is in contradistinction to like the the Corinthian church that he had a very tumultuous um, relationship with. You know that 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 there was kind of this this infighting in that church. But Paul had none of those problems, um, uh, none of those problems with the Philippian church. And so you know this gets called kind of the the the, the letter of Christian joy. Um, it's mm-hmm. a, it's Paul's uh, warm reflections to this church, his deep meditations. Um, upon uh, the meaning of who Christ is and what it means to live um, joyfully in him. I mean, it has the classic, I, when I think of the letter to Philippians, one of the things I think of is, uh, it, well, there's a couple things. Uh, I, I hope the second one's from Philippians, but the first one is the Christ in. Um, you know, it's about this reflection upon Jesus, like this self-emptying, you know, the second person of the Trinity comes down, takes on the form of the slave for us and our salvation, the response to which is, is uh, gratitude and joy. And, uh, you know, rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. And then there's the very end, which people, you know, r- rag on people for taking this verse out of context. I understand why. The classic Phil 4.13, uh, which is, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, which is, you know, athletes love it. And who am I to poo-poo always on people um, 
when they find uh, something and they 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 glom onto it, kind of like that Jeremiah verse, like I know the plans I have for you, you know, like yeah, that's yeah, like yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. basically like you're gonna have an awesome life, that's the promise, and you know, you read the context, that's for people who are in exile, yes, exactly, and you know, I can do th- all things through Christ who strengthens me, you know, it's really like enduring great difficulty, um, yeah. you know, it's a it's a it's a promise. Uh, to do all things. Well, what are those all things we're talking about? It's not like, yeah, I'm going to have my awesome life and, you know, score that goal in the game, uh, but I'm going to be able to endure any kind of hardship, any kind of suffering, um, any challenge, any challenge, any persecution, any famine, <laughs> disease, pestilence, whatever. I can do that. I can, I can um, overcome that because Christ will give me the strength to, um, to endure and to finish the work that he began in me. So and, and his con in the context of and Paul was most probably in prison in Rome right, at this point. Exactly. So yes. so Paul, yeah, he is not living his best life now, as uh, Joel Osteen uh, talks about. But he's he knows what it is to suffer for the Lord. And he lists out, you know, he lists out all of his sufferings, and so it's 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 a reflection on a deep reflection on Christian what it means to live joyfully as a Christian in the midst of hardship. That's right. my. Summary. I don't know if I did a fair summary. Listeners, you can let me know. Mike, you can let me know. It's fairly brief letter, so people, when they're done here, can pull it up and uh, and and read it themselves and see how we did on this. But there is the very famous moment in it, and I'll start. uh, Paul sort of uh, wraps up. He gives him the good news. He's going to send uh, Timmy, Timothy, Timmy. (laughs) Timmy's (laughs) not what we call him. We got a good vibe. We call him Timmy. <laughs> he seems like a good guy. He, and he's young, right? So yeah. Timmy, maybe he did go by Timmy. I don't know. It's going to be my name. <laughs> uh, Epaphroditus? Is that how you pronounce yeah. that? Yeah. That's the one that he sends along. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to. So good news. He's been wanting to see you. He got sick, almost died, but he didn't die. That's so right. It's, you know, there's a lot of good news in the letter. But then he gives them uh, this encouragement towards the end. I'll read before the thing that I'm talking about, and just to kind of get you into it. Okay. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. You're listening to me, Twitter. The Lord is at (laughs) hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That's pretty great. That is peace. So far. That's all understanding. I'm loving it. So maybe he could end there, but no, he goes with this. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Mm. And so that's the thing that I just thought of, like, okay, I'm going to take it mostly at its face value. Things are going bad. You're in prison. You're in 2021 after having lived through 2020, which it's a it's a form of imprisonment. <laughs> it is, or you know, it's like many, house arrest, basically. Yeah, many people are in some ways. Yeah, uh, they're not, they don't have the chains like Paul does, but Paul was under sort of house arrest. He yeah, was wandering like, around, and you, you know, ancient the, <laughs> they didn't have like I mean, when you think about incarceration in the ancient world, like it's, it takes a lot of resources to like guard people to make sure they don't go anywhere you know Mm -hmm. so you could have a very limited number of people i'm sure you have like the you know if you think of the old barney fife like uh you know mayberry they there was like the clink you know that they could throw you in but you weren't like keeping people in prison for a long period of time um like 
underwater. Like, it's just way too many resources for a society to dedicate to watching people. Right, we, right. It takes the modern world and all of our wealth to have a carceral state or whatever they call yes. it. You know, imp- imprison mil- you know, over a million people or whatever. So, yeah, Paul was not, like, you know shackled like in a you know bar you know behind bars like he he had some able to he was able to have interaction with people from the outside world and basically you needed people to help pay like if you're in prison it helped to have people taking care of you because they're not like again they're not going to give you good food or good care the prison's going to do the absolute bare minimum if anything if they have to because again that's a lot of resources to dedicate to someone right to keep in jail so yeah so Paul's doing the same thing. He's he's ordering his food through, uh, you know, whatever cart and whoever whatever <laughs> delivery service yeah. he was choosing at the time. So there's a lot of parallels, and so that that just put me on like, what? Okay, what are those things? All right. So what are Mike? What are they? What are the things when you thought of that? You you and Bridget are having a down day. You're having a bad day. The world despairing at the state of the world. What are some things that you can? You know, you call your calm app. You're not going to turn turn to that. You're trying to turn to think sure. about these things that are honorable, noble, pure, yeah, um, praiseworthy. What what are those things? There's, I know people are going to laugh at this, but look, these are just the examples of things that you know make you happy, reflect larger things, are either excellent or true or noble in some way. One is just uh, there's a Van Morrison song called "He's the Youth of a Thousand Summers." And I believe he's come come up with that term. He's talking, of course, about Christ. Yeah. And that feeling of you're young and it's summer and it never ends. That's I mean, right. How, how cool is that? And uh, and it put me in mind of, and this is why it's a, a, a cool reflection, is when I was in third grade, I was in a little cramped classroom in a one-room schoolhouse in uh, Geneva, Illinois. And the summer was over, but we had, or the school year was over, but we had to just sit there for, you know, until one o'clock, we have to just sit. <laughs> There's nothing to do. And yeah. it's like, but it's, it's, and the day could not have been more perfect. You know, it was already like 80 degrees, absolutely perfect, clear blue sky. And then our teacher finally looked at her watch, Mrs. Stamp, mm. and she said, uh, okay, you can go. And then. And then in my own memory, like it goes into slow-mo and we all bound up these little stairs because it was a little sunken classroom and we go through the panic bars and the doors open in slow-mo and just like sunlight just beating down on my head, watching the kids around me just going arms in the air, all of it in slow-mo and then the summer just starts and then it never ends. That's the, and so that was a, a little piece that we just dwelled on that and we listened to the song and it was like, ah refreshed i wish you had a clip from the song pulled up mike uh i'll put it in <laughs> yeah that would be good if okay. you yeah that would be good to, to have people here because i'm not familiar with the uh, van morrison it's got a good song. good vibe well right. you'll you'll now just pretend you've just listened to it because i just put it in and he makes you go skipping and he makes you go dancing and he gets you in rhythm and he moves you in songs Wow, yeah. Mike, you were not fooling. <laughs> Great vibes. 
Great vibes. Great vibes. So, uh, there's nothing like there's nothing like that feeling though, is there? When yeah. you're a kid, summer is um, feels endless too. Yeah. I mean, when you're a third grader and you are done, it's like you basically have the sense of it's gonna last. It feels like it's gonna last um, forever. And, yeah. You know, and there, God, there, there is no feeling like that. I mean, I remember uh, uh, getting let out of um, uh, school. God, it was, it was fourth or fifth grade. Uh, probably, and, and they let us out, and we ran out. You know, the bell rang, and we're all running out to our buses, and it's like, see you, <laughs> like, see you next year, guys. And uh, I remember joking with this kid next to me. This is a pretty high level joke for like fourth or fifth grade me. But we said, in the words of the great, late great Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., free at last, free at last. Wow. Thank God Almighty, we are free at last. Oh, wow. Those are parting words to each other as we got on the bus, but we were so. Thrilled, and we went to the school. Like um, uh, it's a school in Minneapolis, uh, Lindale Elementary School, which was built in the '60s. It's a circular, kind of modernist. It just mm. was a depressing place to attend school. Stalin-esque uh, architecture. Yeah, it just was not. It just, it's just <laughs> not good cement. vibes. Opposite of good vibes, and like the, yeah. that the school is giving you. It's not your kind of quintessential. When you think of a school, it was not one of those things, and so it was such freedom. Uh, and it was a tougher school too, so it was, yeah. it was it was freedom to 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 get out and and feel that sense of release and just the, the endless possibilities that are before you, where you're finally going to get to do what you want to do. And why the analogy is so great and the illustration is so great is remember what would happen. Um, let's say in uh, for for us it was August when the now I think they start earlier with the flyers coming in for yeah. back to school oh, sales. Geez. And remember how your heart was just like no no. It's almost like holding up a cross to a vampire. It's not over yet. It's not. It can't be. It just started. And so, just think of that. You never get to see a flyer. You know, like if you're in Christ, you're in heaven. It's never ending. That's summer. Right. There's no flyer saying this is going to end in three weeks. My, you got to uh, buy pencils and new underpants. <laughs> like no. Oh, no. oh my god. No. The um, my my dad had this way. This thing he would say, which. It was very melancholy at the end of summer, and he was a school teacher, so you know he was going. He was going back, and uh, when the crickets, you know, late summer in Minnesota, probably a lot of other places, but but late summer in Minnesota, probably starting like around the end of July, early August, you start hearing the crickets at night, mm-hmm. and he said, "You know what the crickets are saying to me and my sister? No, summer is almost over. No, summer is almost over." And there was such a because it's such a you know that late summer nights can be so. Um, nice, like it feels so comfortable outside, and it's almost the perfect temperature. But there's that very melancholy sense of man, they're I hear them, and they're just telling me it's almost over. And even though they're beautiful, there's this beautiful sound to it. It was, it made me sad always. They still kind of make me sad when I hear them. So thanks, Dad. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Well, the opposite of that, that for one. me is the uh, sounds of the cicadas either mm-hmm. up in the trees mm-hmm. or around the light poles because those are only. It's not only high summer, but it's really hot days. Oh, yeah, you, you know, think of just, just the like, hottest days. Yep. Up in the trees, it's like, yes, it's still summer. It's hanging on. And it was late in the, this past summer when all I wanted to do was be outside every single day. You know, that was our only real freedom. And, uh, and I was hearing the cicadas pretty late in the summer. I'm like, go, man. Keep it up, guys. Let's do this. Keep summer. So what, all right, so what do you, you must have brought something in. What is the thing that you think about or dwell on or the thing that you can go to 
And, you know, obviously we could all, we could quote Bible verses, but, but we're listen, starting we're, from a Bible verse and we're going to things we, that just sort of make We're jumping off. You... It's, it's, this is like, we're, we're like Jonathan Edwards, who when he, you know, he'd start with the scripture and then he would reflect on all sorts of things out there. Yeah, in, yeah. so in, there in are nature. other things. Yeah. Listen, exactly. There's yeah. other things. What's an example of something that's, uh, I, when I think of uh, something that's pure, uh, my, I think of uh, my youngest son, uh, Gregory, he is very pure in his like outlook on the world, and mm-hmm. so um, we we joke uh, uh, with um, we had good friends in seminary who had a they had this uh, uh, Boston Terrier uh, named uh, Francis, and they called him Puppy Pure just because he was like this just pure dog, sure. like just yeah. very <laughs> like a slobbering puppy, just a slobbering, like, <laughs> you know, happy, extremely happy, romping around, extremely. Dog, yeah, just running around exactly like puppy pure, full dog. And so, not to compare my child to a, a dog, but, it, but when you talk about that pure spirit of uh, you know that that Francis was the pure spirit when it came to a dog, my youngest son is a pure spirit when it comes to a human being. You know, just extremely. Um, you know, we get to see him interact every day over the iPad with his classmates and his teachers. But I get to take him various places, and his uh, his pure his pure perspective. Um, on life, like there's nothing, uh, there's none of that, like, uh, things my other children have, which was like this extreme, like sometimes just self-centeredness or being manipulative, you know, things that little kids do, or sometimes they're nasty to other people or they're over, like they're shy or something like that, or obnoxious. Gregory is just pure in his human interactions. He loves, he loves what he loves. He loves his people. He loves to talk to other people and tell them about the things that he loves. Um, and so there's this purity of heart. Uh, uh, and, and my wife likes to say, um, you know, he, because uh, when he was born, you know, he almost, I mean, he almost died right away when he was born. And so she, Amy likes to say, you know, I think he's, I think he's like, he like, because I mean, he had to be revived. He had to, he had, he, he had to be revived immediately after he was born. Um, so he was, I mean, dead, you know, basically. Uh, and so, you know, that he's seen, uh, he's, he, he got a little glimpse of heaven um, in that time. You know, it's mm-hmm. almost like a, like, like that, that he somehow, um, has, has, you know, been closer to God through that experience. And so that, that is reflected in the purity of his heart and the purity of his spirit. He, he's like the Chestertonian ideal. Yeah. Chesterton talks a lot about if you're a child or even, even as an adult, why do you get cynical? Like everything that happens in your life has never happened before. Mm-hmm. What a wonder. You should be going, whoa. I get to look at that building there, you know. Yeah, and uh, and and that is the spirit of a child, you know, without cynicism, without saying, "Yeah, I've seen it before," you know. I, I thought of it when you uh, when you're on a flight, and I'm I'm the worst example. I I hate flying, and I go into the most cynical mode. I just clamp my emotions down. I try to be friendly and helpful to mm-hmm, others, mm-hmm. and that helps pass the time. But there is this sense of just like. Can we just get this over with? It's like you're flying on a plane through the air. It is sort of a wondrous thing. Well, and, do you, you remember know, the be... first time you got on an airplane? Oh, I what, even in my 20s, I would go to the airport and be like, I'd be puppy pure. I'd be going, like, yeah, we get to leave. We get to end up in a different place. And they finally beat that out of me. So. <laughs> the joy of life. Yeah, that that just absolute joy. And no pretensions in relationships with other people. And, and, and I thought of that. I thought of that purity of, just that purity of heart, that purity of spirit uh, is, a, is, is something that he's, you know, he's not, he's not um, 
weighed down by the, the the pandemic and everything else like the rest of us like he's having a great time yeah. you know he's like okay like whatever yeah. um and and so that yeah it's it's not just the kind of innocence of childhood but it's an it's an extra dimension on that and trust me i have no notions about the innocence of childhood from other yeah, yeah, personal yeah. experiences i've had with right. other children who <laughs> do not seem to enjoy it in such a pure fashion so um, I'll raise, uh, I think we have time for another, oh, yeah. another few. Yeah. Um, I was, while I was working, I turned on, uh, we have some new service in our, I don't know, Xfinity just said, now you have HBO Max or something. Okay. I want to see how this works. And so I pulled up a, a favorite, the Lord of the Rings. Oh. And, uh, it got to the scene where Galadriel is tempted by, um, by the ring. This is not a uh, antidepressant. This is a real name of a. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it is very close, though. That is stunning. I, I did terribly on you that were quiz, awful. didn't I? Yes. Yeah, that was bad. I yes. think I'd even heard it before, and it was terrible. But uh, Bridget is not a. She's not a real fan. She's watched it. She does not understand why <laughs> I like it so much. And I said, "There's a lot." I said, "There's a lot in there." I was kind of explaining Tolkien's life and everything, and I said, "Oh, here's a line from." Galadriel that's kind of cool when she's tempted she kind of imagines herself with all this power and she says one of her final lines is all shall love me and despair and Bridget just went oh god that's so good that's the devil that's just so awful I'm like yeah that's and then she says no I can't be that or whatever and so that got me looking at um at uh, other quotes from it and I came across this one that I remember liking a lot uh Gandalf says when the people in around him are despairing over their situation, he says, and this is the quote, it is not despair, for despair is only for those who see the end beyond all doubt. We do not. And so that's, it's a nice thing to reflect Mm -hmm. on right now as we're like, you can't, yeah, things are crappy now. There's always, if you, okay, so you know how it's going to end and we should all just despair. Like there's no reason for that. Where there's always going to be hope because we don't know what's coming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So even when things are at their worst, you you don't know all ends. So stop pretending that we should all be in the same mood that you are. Mm-hmm. You know. So anyway, that's a little thing to reflect on. I love it. Yeah. Another thing that uh, this is unique to living unique, unique to living in a place with snow, but even in in the city, um, that there's something about uh, when when it's snow when you have a fresh snow, but it's at night. And it's extremely quiet. So, like, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. a uh, everything looks fresh, like, and and pure. Um, and there and and there's just nothing like it. And it's extremely quiet, though. So you're yeah, walking. The snow is like actually a sound absorber. It's this muffler. Yeah, it's it a is. Muffle. And so you're just in this, um, just this very. I don't know how to describe it, but it's it's almost like a, a retreat or or a sense of solitude. And there's often not many people out. And Minneapolis has the street lights out there, so you're you're kind of just walking in this um, this just this this. It's incredible. I don't know how to describe it other than to say it's this profound sense of quiet and solitude in the midst of um, you know a place where there's a lot of human beings living. And mm-hmm. uh, that to me is always like a I can't express how much I love going outside and walking around and just experiencing that stillness and that quiet. Um, it's, I, I always look forward to it when, when that happens, being able to get outside. I, uh, not too long ago, I went out before the, we've had a couple snowfalls that make this less safe for me to do, but I would do night bike rides cause 
you know, the trails are there's, the trails are very well used here now these days. People are out uh, recreating the heck out of the oh uh, state. And so even at even odd times, it used to be that you'd see no one on the trail. Now you see plenty of people. And I'm, I take my bike out. So I did a, a night ride. I put my lights on and I coast down this trail, the Cedar Lake Trail, and there was not a soul on it. And I just like got up to speed and all you could hear was the just the very light sound of my pedals and just the light in front of me was all I could see, mm-hmm. trusting that I'm not going to hit a deer or <laughs> run over a raccoon. And I had that same feeling of, this is so great. It's so peaceful, just flying through the night uh, with just, you know, the silence. The only thing is the wind, mm. no voices, nothing. It was so great. Mm. So These things are praiseworthy. You know, this is God's, uh, this is God's creation, and, mm-hmm. uh, and this is worthy of praise when we see his kind of handiwork and we get to enjoy it. Um, that's, a praiseworthy, uh, that's a praiseworthy thing in the midst of things that are, feel like it's easy to uh, complain. Compl- there's a lot to, to complain about or to not be enthusiastic about now. And that's not to deny that, but it's to, f- to look, you know, Paul's basically telling us, turn your attention towards something else, you know, away from, I'm in Paul's situation. I'm in prison. This is terrible. Mm-hmm. I've suffered. This is awful. God, I did all these things for you. Shouldn't I, shouldn't I be blessed? Shouldn't things be going better? Um, um, but then he had all of these other things that he he could he could look at this list. Yeah, and and one of his things was, hey, my imprisonment. He kind of opens with the good news. Hey, my imprisonment's actually spreading the word of Christ. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is great news. <laughs> Which, you know, I, I that's an admonition to Christians who are you know sort of there. Obviously, everyone is going to have their ups and downs, but there there are opportunities out there as well uh, in this in this time of people who are very much in need. Of, of your words and your encouragement and you not being, feeling the despair that he tells us not to feel. There's a, uh, apropos of this, uh, and this is, you'll probably roll your eyes at me very quickly here, Mike. There's an Alec Baldwin character on Friends where he is, he has a guest appearance and he's da- he's like going out with Phoebe, I think, and he's very yeah. positive. Yes. And so he's like, isn't this amazing? Isn't the best <laughs> wedding you've ever been to in your life? And when you talked about the Chestertonian thing about marveling at the world, that was hilarious. And Phoebe, yeah. who's a very positive person, she just hates him and then is like, what's wrong? <laughs> She's like, what's wrong with you? It's amazing. Uh, yeah. I guess there's a way to present that. Uh, I don't know. Yes, that is true. It's Well, it's not, but that's not, not despairing is not endless um you know just empty praise right and, it's right. not just because that was there was a movement um i think it came out of uh other people will know more than me uh out of the 60s it was called est and i don't know what that stood for but it was a guy who had had he had had other scams as well where <laughs> you go into <laughs> seminars and learn how to be humans but we knew Bridget and I, when we were first dating, met a couple who were young marrieds, and they had been through the program, we oh, yeah. found out later. But that first initial, like, hey, great, they would, when we you tell them something just very basic, like, yeah, we parked out back, is that great? I received the message, that is cool as heck. I can't wait till you guys see that, you know, like, what? I'm just asking if I can park there. But everything was framed in this, and it had, like, little buzzwords, okay. like, got it, and stuff mm. like that, like, Mm-hmm, got it. And now I'm going to st- communicate back to you in a positive way. And it was just so annoying. And then one day someone told us, like, yeah, you know, they're part of that program. Ah, Est? There we go. Yes. EST? EST. 
Yeah. We're going to have to do some research and do an episode on, on, on EST. What happened to EST? Uh, I could, uh, you vamp for two seconds and I'll look up, uh, I'll look up what it is. I mean, there was like the, uh, up with people, you know, did they do the hands across America? Was that up with people or no? Was that a set completely separate thing? Uh, this is before my time. Well, I don't think what, oh, Curtis, Curtis Wright asked, no, wait, sorry. Sorry to Curtis Wright. You are a, uh, heat exchanger company. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, here we go. Oh, this is Werner Earhart. Who's Werner Earhart? Oh, uh, he had. Fun. That's why I was trying to think. I knew that he had other things. Uh, I'm pulling up the bizarre true story of the group that seduces Philip in this season of The Americans. Oh, don't spoiler alert! Don't spoiler. We started The Americans. This is from 2016. I know, but I <laughs> I'm still working my way through it. Okay. We've only watched the first season. Okay, well, it tells the story of this uh, this it's a pop psychology phenomenon. Love it. So, so there I'm you go. Sold. Yeah. All right. So that's what it was. So kind of po- you, uh, positivity. You, you uh, put the, it out there; it's yeah, coming. Yeah, the universe is going to give me back what I. Yeah, you it's know all that the, old scam. Yeah, there's. It, it has a thousand faces. Yes. You know the power of positive thinking. It takes something that's a general truth and turns it into a metaphysical principle. Yes. If yes. you're positive, you'll probably feel better, and people will probably treat you better. Yes. Not that everything's going to turn up roses, and you're going to get. Um, I can will the million dollars yes, and you yes. know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, a little uh, a little trivia nugget for Please. people. Uh, Werner Earhart, one of the characters on the show called Mystery Science Theater, was named Doctor Earhart after Werner Earhart from the Est movement. From the Est movement, wow. yes, because he had some other. I forget what the other. Who was the Who was Doctor Earhart? He was a character on the show. I don't remember. What I <laughs> you were on the show. I know. When, it's been what, so long. what role? What, when? I, I was an evil show. doctor. That's all you need to know. Forrest? <laughs> there's Dr. Forrester and, and Dr. Earhart. What about TV's? Where does this fit in? He was before TV's. Look, was this Josh be... Weinstein? Yes. Oh, that's, oh, that's like deep. That's almost, that's before well, I was I know, paying it. Oh, yeah, that's a deep cut. Wow, a that's deep a deep cut. cut. That's yeah. a very, that's right. a deep, deep cut. For all people right. who listen, that's a little egg, Easter there's egg. a little Easter egg for, for the yeah. people, the, for the Gunters who made it this far. <laughs> Oh, please. <laughs> Stop crossing the streams. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. we'll uh, we'll take a little break. Pastor's going to throw a little pitch at you. You can hit it back out, a strong double off the wall, and, uh, and then we'll be back and wrap this thing up. For sure. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Like Who's Walking. Thank you for helping us rise to such heights as the 197th. Uh, ranked podcast, Christian podcast uh, in Thailand. I think we can do even better. Uh, I think we can crack the top 190 for sure. So thank you for listening. Uh, if you could, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, what? Stitcher, TuneIn. I don't even know. I'm just saying words now. I don't even know if our podcast is available there. I know we're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And um, uh, if you could rate and review, that would be great. Help other people discover the show. Um, also, if you want to uh, connect with us uh, uh, in any way, the best way to do that is uh, there's at LTWPod or there on Twitter or there is uh, on, on Facebook. There's the Light Trees Walking Facebook group. Uh, or you can go to our website, lighttreeswalkingpod.com. So thank you, everyone, for listening, uh, for your support, um, and uh, enjoying this show. All right, let's get back at it. Thank you.
Okay, and we are back. And in the first part of this thing, we talked about whatever is pure, whatever is excellent, noble, whatever is true, whatever is worthy of praise. Think about these things, and that's the perfect segue for what we're about to do. Normally, one of the things we like to do is spring a surprising tinned fish. That's right. On Pastor Dave, who the right reverend does not like himself, some tinned fish. Not a fan. He's not been a fan. I don't think I've converted him on anything, even the no. most... The last one was the best, though, by far. What? I can't remember what we did last. Oh, I had... Oh, man. I had uh, I had eel in sweet sweet sauce, and uh, I had to... A can just wouldn't open, and so I had to use a can that I had set aside. <sighs> I'm so sorry. The can just malfunctioned, and I couldn't get... It was like you know a bear yeah. at a picnic. I couldn't get to the. I couldn't get to the fish. I'm so sorry. Anyway, that'll that'll be a future thing. But that's not what we're doing today. What we are doing is uh, fish adjacent. Let's say, in in more ways than one, because this is uh, this is nori. This is toasted seaweed. Mm-hmm. The sheets often turned into those seaweed snacks that you see in little, you know what I'm talking about? The little sheets of them, and you eat little nope. sheets. But you also roll sushi rolls in this. And I, I love sushi. Shocking to me. Why? Do you like the, like, what kinds of sushi would you eat? Oh, uh, uh, spicy tuna is good. Okay, so you, raw fish, not yeah. an issue for you. No, not one but bit. But you put it in a tin, and you're just, no. <laughs> what is the, what's the I'm disconnect here? I don't know, Mike. I'm a complicated person you are because you don't like onions which should banish you from i think we brought this up before uh guy fietti the world famous chef renowned doesn't like eggs come on a chef who doesn't like eggs i mean it's pretty much i'm not that bad i mean think about how many but he must like just be like oh don't like give me scrambled eggs or no it's like if it's anywhere near anything he won't famously won't eat anything with eggs what about like a cake? I think that that's also no. in, like he has to remind himself that, or he has to sort of fool himself that eggs are in it. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Anyway, neither here nor there. Let's uh, get the pastor's take on eating a sheet of toasted seaweed nori. So Let's, I'm going to uh, eat this now. It's yeah, like so a, I'll do, a, like I'll do the play-by-play. He's tearing it apart. It is rather papery, as you know, until it hits that sort of rice mixture, the uh, seasoned rice. Sushi rice, short grain. You can um, use a Calrose rice if you'd like. Uh, Pastor is smacking into the microphone, one of our favorite things here at Like Trees Walking. Okay. It he's, is not... He's grimacing, the eyes are rolling, the head is shaking back and forth a bit. It's not great. This is not... Okay, I figured that, that It was tastes the, like fish food smells. It does. Well, no, it does smell a little like fish food. Even though it is not, it's just it's just a sea vegetable. But uh, I'm going to take a little. You you describe yeah, what do you more think? of it. Okay, while I so eat it. it and it is like a green paper. It's kind of translucent. Um, what do you think, Mike? It is. There's something oddly fishy about it, even though there's no fish. There's I no know. Fish. Yeah, it's fishy though. It is of the sea for sure. It is a sea vegetable. <laughs> of that, there is no doubt. It's not great. And you're. But so when you eat sushi, what do you do? You peel it out and then just sort of eat rice and fish, or do you just eat the um, there's something nigiri just with no uh, no rolls? No, there's something about when you get it all together, it works. Okay, and there's something about this on its own that is not like it's. I would never choose to eat this 
like on its own. But what if I covered it in like Cheeto dust? That might be. Would that be enough of an incentive? That might be even worse. That would be worse. I was only one way to find out if someone could mail us some Cheeto dust. You must be able to buy that dust on its own, right? That seems like that would have been a good marketing opportunity for for someone, right? How come it couldn't come? Because they. I think they spray it on, right? So you fry up a little Cheeto, and then it goes through a sprayer. Like at the factory? Yeah. It's so got to be. Doesn't it seem like you should be selling aerosol cans of Cheeto dust just by the thousands and millions of cans? I mean, everyone would just... You'd carry one around in your sweatpants and then pull it out of your... And just spray it into your mouth during school or whatever, It's right? a great idea, Mike. Yeah. All right. So there's my million-dollar <laughs> idea. <laughs> cans of aerosol Cheeto dust. Cheeto dust. Well... So, yeah, not great. Okay. But better than tin fish. All right. So, this would, you would not it's very put, dry, too. It's like, ugh. well, dry things can be good. That's I mean, true. Potato chips. Potato but chips are dry. This is not one of those things. Okay. But you don't blame the dryness. All right. So, you would not put this on your list of whatever is excellent or praiseworthy. This is mm. not one of them. Not in and of itself. No, I would not. Okay. So, you would need seasoned rice and spicy tuna. Correct. Rolled up by an expert guy in a white jacket behind a glass sneeze bar. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. Uh, Send us uh, your things that you think about that uh, help you through this trying time. Please do. I call it a dumpster fire. You didn't. (laughs) Trademark. Michael J. Nelson. If you use it, you have to pay me. Uh, All right. This is uh, Like Trees Walking. I am Michael J. Nelson. I'm David Berge. So long. Bye.